Yo ho heave ho. Yo ho heave ho. Hello, I'm John Doran. I'm Luke Turner. Pull up a poof. Pull up an ottoman. Pull up one of those living artworks made by that controversial Norwegian artist who got naked ladies and put bits of glass on them and pretended that they were chairs. And welcome to The Quietus Hour. Radio Rental, mate. Radio Rental. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Banging bit of, uh, I guess, well, I was going to say rye. I don't think it is rye, though. I think it's like more like charby. But anyway, e- either way, that's from uh, Tunisia. And that's uh, in our album's top 100 albums of the year so far. A band called Bagu 8. And that's a track called Mamshu on the Targ album, which is out on Glitterbeat. Absolutely packed full of bangers. So, what we are doing on the Quiet's Hour today, um, it's the first one back since um, we've had a, 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 a gap. We've had lots of, uh, for some of our phrasing musicians on, like Cozy Fanny Tootie, Tim Burgess, William Doyle, Daniel O'Sullivan. Now it's me and John, and what we're doing is playing some of our favourite tunes from some of the records that are in the Quiet's Albums of the Year thus far. Uh, feature, you can find it on the homepage of the website, 100 records that we think you will you might like some of them, probably would like yeah. all of them if you're, if you're good. I think it would say something quite strange about you if you liked all of them. I don't like all of them. No, there's a couple of wrong ones on there, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think like if you come out of it, like I, I would aim for about 73%. Yeah, so you know, if uh, do read it and let us know how many you've liked. And if you've really liked them and you've introduced you to lots of uh, new music, do read the bit I wrote in the introduction, which basically says why we need cash and... Yeah hard currency uh, from you our readers in order to keep on going we are currently being squeezed between the devil and the deep blue ski- sea uh, Google and Facebook yeah uh, and it's very tough in this climate to keep the quietest going so we would be very grateful if you would help us with some money anyway the little begging bowl can go away Todd will sit outside with Todd on Penton Street later and uh, hopefully get some more and um, we're going to listen to uh, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard next. No, no, no King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Oh, that's a tongue twister, that isn't it? Uh, those two bands are always getting mixed up for some reason. <laughs> uh, but well, what else have we got? We've got uh, we've got a Japanese uh, extreme metal band called End On, and I suggest that everyone hangs around to hear that because that is one of the most extreme records 
I've ever heard, but also quite meditative as well. And we've got a track from Richard Dawson's album, and Richard Dawson's our number one on the chart. And we have a track by uh, Harriet Brown. It'd be interesting to think, see what who, who Harriet Brown reminds people of, really. Uh, Algiers, your mates, Scissor. And uh, that's how you say scissor, isn't it? Is it like the RZA? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so, yeah. And also British Sea Power and a new section called The White Stuff. Newish section. We did one before. before. Yeah. Yeah, But then we get, because Seb, he, uh, poor old Seb, he sits there in his dungarees and his pink t shirt and he is full of rage sometimes at the music we. You say sometimes, what you actually mean is all the time. All of the time. And uh, but we we're gonna let Seb have a tune uh, every week. And the other side news, of course, the uh, the KLF, the KLF are back. John and I, John and I are sat here in our t-shirts. You know, you mentioned Seb. Have you ever been in a car with him? <laughs> <laughs> I got here in a car with Seb today. You might notice I've got changed since. Uh... Yeah, I like. Isn't it weird? Like sometimes you get out of a car with Seb and you think, you look at your watch and you think. Hang on, is it earlier than when we set off? He's, he's not the new Doctor Who, though, yeah, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, he claims he's driving within the speed limit, but all, I swear, <laughs> if you look outside the window, you can see, it's almost like as if you can see Victorian people outside like the that, window. Yeah. <laughs> as if you can see the nature of reality bending as he zooms down the street past, what's that, Sherlock Holmes? Well, it's yeah. funny you say that, because the other week I was at the Tewkesbury Medieval Festival and they were reenacting the Battle of Tewkesbury, chaps in armour and, yeah. and, and uh, serving ladies and archers and all that sort of things. Maybe I just got in the car with yeah. Seb, I don't know. I thought, Did, I, I then thought, Seb pulled up in a DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. that was it. Um, well, yeah, let's uh, play another song now, if Seb actually will agree to press play on it. Uh, King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Fantastic. King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. And you have something that's a bit of a rarity there, which is a song featuring a harmonica solo, which is which is good. Harmonica. A, a, a harmonica. <laughs> a mouth organ. Yes. And uh, so, like, yeah, so I must admit, I was completely unaware of this album until the day before our chart went up. And I happened to be in Rough Trade East and a record was on and it was so good. I had a little bit of a... Sexy little acid flashback. I Did felt, you? Yeah, I felt really What was the high. flashback to? Just, you know, that stage of my life where I used to feel... Tingly good. bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I was just stood there thinking, God, this is really, really good. And I was like saying to the person behind the counter, what is this? What's that song you were just playing with the narration? And uh, she was like, yeah, it's the King Giz-. So I bought it, and I think it's a concept album about uh, a cyborg. No, no, let me get this right. A robot. No, a cyborg. A cyborg who dreams of being human so he can vomit. 
Wow. He's jealous. <laughs> he's he's je- jealous of humans and their ability to vomit, you see. And then at the end, he vomits. And I think it's not quite, not quite what, as good as, not what, quite as what he was looking forward to. Fantastic album, though. Really, really can't recommend it enough. And I've got to say, like, and yet again, there's, there's always that proof comes along that you should never judge uh, a band by its name. You know, with the ultimate example being the butthole surfers, maybe, you know. I've said before, I think that's a, a butthole surfing is a noble sport, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, King, King Gizzard, number 89 in the quietest albums of the year so far, Chuck. I think it might go higher. I think it might higher go higher as well. I think uh, we were, you know, what's the common parlance for this? We slept on that record, but we're not going to doze on it for much longer. Uh, so, yeah, uh, check that out. Heavenly Records, I think. Yeah. Um, what's that? Are we going to listen to End On? Well, before we do that, I, right. I want to say uh, a big hearty TQ welcome to our newest recruit, Anna Wood. Anna the Wood. Reviews editor. Yeah, she's over there by the blackboard. Hi, Anna. And Anna. she, you know, she's already brought a sense of uh, stability, decorum, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, the, to the whole proceedings. She has. There are certain bands, though, that now Anna is in the throne, should be worried. Oh really? Yeah. Well, we can talk. Let's not mention them now. Okay. But yeah, it's good. It's good to have Anna on board with with the Quietus. Everywhere you go, you say, "Oh, people say across London, Anna's working with you now." Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. yeah. I think like my even my girlfriend said, um, so I, I, she she stopped herself halfway through a sentence, which I'm sure was going to be, "Oh, Anna's working for you. The site's going to get good now." And I think she just kind of realised what she was saying and stopped herself mid sentence, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe and then she might have got cardboard daddy out covered, <laughs> and then you'd have yeah. been really afraid. Yeah. Um, so now, are we going to listen to end on? Uh, yes, let's do it. End on Pensum, fantastic, absolutely great stuff. That isn't it. And like you know, I, I like I was saying this off mic uh, that there isn't a spiritual jazz element to that at all. That would be a ridiculous thing to say. But it isn't just brutality for brutality's sake. There is something really hypnotic and quite quite uh, special about the playing on that record. Anyway, yeah, the whole record is on Bandcamp if you want to check it out. And that's also in our top 100 albums of the year so far. This week's Quiet Sour, we're going through some of our favourite songs from that. But we're having a small detour from that path to go and see if we've had a Persuader. We have not had a Persuader for for a long time because we've been having the specials on. We don't want to like waste people's time with the Persuader if they're guests, but we were happy to do it for ourselves. Uh-huh. The Persuader is when you, our listeners, can ring us, the presenters, uh, and request a song uh, by calling 020 33 93 63 95 and leaving a message on the answer machine 
persuading us, the crucial word, it's persuasion. in the title, persuasion. Uh, 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 on a persuasion note, actually, John, I did oh, a poll on the client's Twitter the other day. Who wrote the best persuasion, Jane Austen or Throbbing Gristle? Quietest readers, 283 of them said uh, Throbbing Gristle. Who was the Polish film director? Was that... Uh, we'll have to come back to this in a second. Who did the film Persuasion? I do not know. Oh. Um, so, yeah, ring that number and persuade us. John, how do we respond best to what? Strong regional accents that suggest daytime drinking, <laughs> the imminent threat... <laughs> the imminent threat of violence, or just something... Just the, a strange hint of some... Moral impropriety. So if you sound like John's life in the mid-1990s, do give us a ring and ask us for one of your favourite songs. So, Seb, what have we got? This is Sean Marquez. Uh, I am full of hate today. I'm full of hate because a group of young people nearly ran me over as I came out of the overround in the afternoon. And I recognize them to be the same group of young people that nearly smacked my niece over the head with a wayward football last week in London Fields. They're easy to recognize because they look like a bloody Benetton advert and they have stupid hair. And they go around the parks of Hackney uh, terrorizing the population with the frisbees and the hula hops and their juggling crap and their uh, capoeira moves. So I want to tell them, this group of young people, I hate you, I hate you with all my will, and I hope everything in life goes wrong for you. But I also want to give them one last chance to pick up a kind of special brew and start behaving their, their age. Uh, so I demand that you play Bella Cali by Las Grecas, which is a song that never fails to make me or any sensitive soul want to get really very much intoxicated. Uh, so just do it. <laughs> This guy's brilliant. Yeah, he is. Is he is one that, of the job? Is, is that how I made the, the sound engineer? I don't, I don't know. It sounded a bit like Serge, but I don't, know, I don't know whether it is. Well, that was fantastic. I have to say, Serge, or whoever it was, we're really sorry we couldn't find the song. But if you email us at info at com or podcast at com or luke at com or john at com and tell us what the song is, we will definitely, definitely play it on a future edition of the show because... That was my favourite persuader That's today. Been a fantastic persuader. And, and if you were listening, inspired by that, if you feel the need for <laughs> intoxicated rage, ring up 020 33 more slowly, 020 33 93 Leave us a message, leave us a persuader. Now, and just to recap, stupid young people with a stupid frisbees, pick up a can of special <laughs> brew and act your age. <laughs> And now, uh, another back to the list of um, 100 best albums of the year so far. 2017, it's Richard Dawson and Ooga.
That was the genius Richard Dawson and Ogre, the second track off his new album, which is at number one in our halfway through the year top 100. I got to see Richard uh, play live again recently with a full band at a Supersonic Festival in Birmingham, and it was a clear highlight of the uh, weekend. They did the full album. Uh, Fantastic. And like, um, so there was Anghard on uh, violin and there was uh, bass and drums played by two members of Pigs, 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 pa- Pigs, Pigs. Paddy's got a great Pigs, Pigs, Pigs t-shirt on today. Not that it works on radio. But and it was it was really, really enjoyable to hear a different, a completely different dynamic for Richard's uh, uh, music, you know, because he's not playing on... Uh, a steel string acoustic anymore although I believe this was happenstance rather than part of a big plan because I believe there was a drunken incident where a member of Pigs uh, stepped on his guitar and broke it the night before the gig so he switched up to uh, electric guitar and as an encore well you don't really have encores at festivals do you but as as a final song the final two songs they did Ogre which we just heard and they got a lot of people out of the audience to do the backing vocals uh, and that was really nice. And then they ended with like a really chugging, heavy, uh, kind of Velvet Underground almost sounding style kind of co- uh, version of the Vile stuff. Brilliant. So if Richard, Taw- Richard Dawson tours again later in the year, I would say definitely go and see him. Go and see him. Go and see him at Green Man as well. He's playing there. We'll be oh, there. is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, there you um, go. We'll be at Green Man doing a quiet sour. Come and say hello. Stuff. We're exciting. in the. Uh, we're always in a little porter cabin next to the crumpets, strumpets with crumpets, strumpets with crumpets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're next so, there, I think. Well, what time? I think we're doing a sort of morning-ish show. Not like, too, you, not uh, early, too early to we're, be we're in decent. In, it's some, it's at some point between eleven and one, isn't it? Yeah. On the Saturday and the Sunday, so do come down and say hello if you want to listen to some campsite cosmic disco. Fantastic stuff. So yeah, we're going through the quietest a hundred best albums of the year so far. Do have a read of the paragraph at the beginning where we say, please put some notes in our metaphorical thong to help keep the quietness going. Now we're going to listen to Harriet Brown, John, and Mother. That's actually Harriet Brown, not Harriet Brown, John. Baby, bring me back down. 
That was Harriet Brown and Mother in the quietest albums of the year so far. Seb just asked, who does this remind him of? I don't know who it reminds him of, but it reminds me a bit of Prince and a bit of Sade. No bad thing at all. I've just noticed that Seb is wearing nail varnish. Interesting. That's nice. It is nice. Seb has got this new summer outfit that I really like. I'm liking it. Which is a really nice, very nice pair of dungarees. And a Devil Dogs Food Shack, whatever that is, t-shirt. And pink, everything is beautifully coordinated between... Pink t-shirt yeah. and pink uh, uh, Converse boots matching. And a uh, nice pink nail varnish. I feel quite underdressed because I'm wearing a big, clumsy, yeah, yellow a, thing I'm that's really hot. I'm wearing raving top, yeah. bright yellow. We'll be talking about them in okay. a minute. First of all, we're going to listen to Algiers, one of my favourite bands going. Uh, I recently went to Berlin where they were supporting Depeche Mode and did a feature with Algiers, which you can read on The Quietus. Their album, The Underside of Power, is out on Matador. Amazing band. Just sort of, if you imagine a, a, a sort of a gospel singer from the south fronting the birthday party with a really banging drum machine doing very righteous songs about politics and oppression and exploitation and uh, they're just live they were so good even supporting Depeche Mode in the Olympic Stadium which is a giant venue were absolutely brilliant loads of people were getting into it in the Depeche Mode fan base and then they played a gig in a small venue next night that was just off the pipes it's kind of like they don't they all live in different parts of the world which I think gives them their real interesting dynamic in it. they're not really an American band they have quite a strong reaction to America where do they live then? Uh, well one lives in uh, the south where they're from yeah so, um, so you mean like somewhere like Georgia, Georgia not yeah. like Eastbourne yeah not Eastbourne not, not yeah, in the yeah. south of England uh, two in New York All right. and one in London oh and they lived in Paris in London? for a bit uh, Ryan the bassist was he exiled there for some reason? No, they, three of them came over here for university. I think they were determined to get away. And Ryan stayed. He stayed, and, ah. the, and the others have moved around. Um, and Must make uh, practicing a bit. Yeah, of that's because they don't a practice. Bit of a ball like they, they don't practice, so oh, they okay. their gigs kind of everything's sort of put together at the last minute, I suppose. And they do it's really good despite it. You know, a fantastic. Oh, I have to band. go see him live then. I think you'd like it. Um, but yeah, we're going to listen to the underside of power by Algiers.
Algiers, the underside of power, coming back to the UK in November, playing at Moth Club near my house. I'm looking forward to that. I like to be able to walk. You live in a bit of a shishi part of town now, don't you? Well, it's the, it's the only place I could afford, bizarrely oh, really? enough. Thanks okay. to uh, Is it cheap round there, then. No, it's not. It's very expensive. But shout out to my flatmate Andrew, ah. who rents me a room for a reasonable price. Cheap to those who can afford it. <laughs> very expensive to those who can't. All right. I tell you what, though, I want to do a bit of a public uh, service announcement now. Not a public service broadcasting. Uh, no. Okay. Well, now right. that you've mentioned them. <laughs> Um, is there something should we talk about this briefly yeah uh, I was quite taken aback uh, after your fantastic bit of writing Thank Luke you. Uh, slamming uh, the uh, public service broadcasting terrible uh, band uh, I can't remember what the album's called I think it's just called Dilettantes uh, Wittering On About Mining <laughs> yeah that's the one and uh, so you made some very, very reasonable and well-argued points about, you know, why there's, maybe this isn't like a good approach for an instrumental album that's got no context behind mm. it, you know. And uh, it seems to cause a massive furore on the internet. Now, what's your feelings about this? Well, uh, it was quite odd, actually, because I mean, I've, I've long disliked this band and then... But I always, as ever, listen to things with an open ear. The many bands that I've despised and then gone on to love, like Liars. Uh, but Public Service Broadcasting's new record is—it's just you know, as you say, I think the the whole you can't you can't tell what the record's about unless you've read the press release. Which you know, I mean, you can tell it's about. You can tell it's about the closure of the mines. But as I said in in the review, it comes across as "ooh, the mines shut, shut." Sad emoji. It just doesn't work. And then you read the press release, and they're trying to make a comment about it. I actually have people. You know, say who were from that area of Wales, South Wales, from mining families who said they found this record absolutely offensive. And thanks for writing the piece. But what was weird is I wrote the review, and one thing was quite intriguing was on my Facebook. It's just how many people hate that band. They're kind of a very loathed band. Uh, but also, there's this sort of wider thing of you know, the lack of critical reviews anymore. Yeah. Criticism. That's the main thing for me, really. Yeah. It's just like it seems to be, it seems to take people really off guard when uh, anything that's got a kind of vigorous, let's say, PR campaign behind it, when it gets knocked down a peg or two, people don't seem to always be able to handle it that well. It's, it's And then, like, you and I both come of, like, um, and so I'm guessing a lot of people who read our site must do, grew up in an age where everything got hammered all the time, didn't it? Yeah, you I mean, know, I, like, I, like bad reviews were more common than good reviews. I think. I mean, that's the bizarre thing, isn't it? You know, yeah, you're right. When I was reading music press, there were a lot of sledgings, and you get someone like Stephen Wells, uh, rest in peace, the great Stephen Wells. Yeah. He would always be slamming bands I really liked. Same and it was, here. Same and it was, here. It was distressing, but you kind of that was part of reading music criticism, and it was also uh, I found. Oh actually, my god, to be a no means no fan in the nineties, they they never got a single good review. No. But you know, but if it was someone like Swells doing it, it would always be hilarious and. And make you face up to maybe one or two facts about yeah, the record. And it made you re- reappraise music and think about it in a different way and learn ways of countering arguments. Whereas now there's not really many slammings. And things like, you know, I reviewed the XX's terrible third album uh, in, at the start of this year. And people were sort of almost saying, oh, oh yeah, Cub, you're just saying this to be controversial. It's like, do us a fucking favour. We we're not just sort of saying things to be uh, controversial or anything. We generally write what we say. And also, you know, the quietest is, I'd say, 99% positive coverage yeah. website. Not too in our own minds, but... Um, <laughs> bit too positive. We'll, we're going to change all yeah, that. Anna's you heard, you heard it, you heard it here first. You yeah. can, I can hear the, her axe 
Uh, yeah, there is the sound of the whetstone on the steel for certain bands. Oh coming my up. god, and Todd has just spoken with his ring piece anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd's just farted in the face of public service broadcasting. Um, now we're going to listen to SZA, Scissor. Yep. Um, Scissor, more alphabetically progressed than both uh, the Jizzer and the Rizza. No? Yes. Yes, I got that right. <laughs> yes, well done, John. Uh, this is Drew Barrymore. Scissor there with Drew Barrymore, making me think of Santa Clara Diet, E.T., Donnie Darko, and all the many other fine projects that fine actress has been in. Actor, I should say, sorry. And But that's Scissor. I don't know anything about her, but hopefully we've asked for an interview with Scissor, haven't we? I hopefully we'll get one with her one day. In, yes. Um, now, exciting news, KLF are back, sort of. Lau, let me just stop you right there. Because the really, KLF yeah, aren't back, no. are they? And we have been told off before, uh, I'm not going to say by who, but we've maybe been admonished for suggesting that the KLF are back, when actually it's the justified and ancients of Moo Moo. And for those of us... Also known as... K2 plant hire. And uh, for those of us, what, those of you watching on uh, the uh, Facebook um, stream, John and I uh, are in our 2023. What the fuck is going on? Uh, long sleeve t-shirts. I'm sweltering in my. How do I'm people sweltering. go raving? We're raving in things like this in the 90s. This is exactly the sort of top that I would wear both to a, a kind of Gabba rave or like to go and see Ministry. You know, it's like equal. They were popular, weren't they? Yeah, I'd have this. And I would have a boot lace, maybe a multicolored boot lace, uh, long with my keys and my student card tied around it. And I would have a giant pair of uh, second-hand paratrooper boots, mm -hmm. maybe with a pair of uh, cargo trousers, uh, maybe in fatigue colors. And then if it was also cold and snowy outside, maybe I would have some kind of... Uh, ethnic hemp top to pull over the top <laughs> <laughs> ah the 90s what's yeah a, what's a I know what, and, and like, but also uh, if it was super cold over the top of my uh, long sleeve top which were always best if it had big writing down the sleeves but over the top of that I would have like a hyper global t-shirt and do you know what hyper global is global hyper color global hyper color yeah t-shirts that change color when you get hot stupid <laughs> idea really <laughs> wasn't it so many stupid ideas in the 90s but the KLF was one of the best things to the 90s. I bought the um, America What Time Is Love 7-inch. Uh, it was the first 7-inch I ever bought in 1992, and it blew my mind. Tane changed my entire outlook on music. I absolutely loved 
the KLF. I've been listening to the White Room a lot recently. So I think the first Bill Drummond thing I ever bought would have been Echo and the Bunny Men. Probably would, yeah. Because he was their manager. But I think the first thing outside of Echo and the Bunny Men, I want to say big in Japan, but I don't think it was. I think it was probably actually Doctor in the TARDIS, the, the, oh, the number first, one the, single the, by them as the Time Lords, yeah. featuring Gary Glitter. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, so the, um, Jimmy Corti and Bill Drummond are back this summer doing we do not know what. Nobody knows. But we've been sent uh, a very intriguing promotional item, which, you know, there was uh, like uh, there were a couple of uh, accidentally moistened gussets in the office belonging mm. to me and you when we opened our post this that morning. And we're like, oh my word, we've been sent a book by the Jams, or the Justified Ancients of Moomoo, out on Faber, then you open it thinking, oh, I'm going to get to read this book before anyone else. And all the pages are blank. <laughs> well, there's a prologue and an epilogue, yeah. which suggests that the KLF were actually two teenage girls from Russia. There you is go. right? Yeah. So I'm, all we know is something is occurring up it, north. Yes. In, in July. Yeah. We, yeah. We, I, we're going to be covering... Whatever this thing is. Whatever it is. But I dare not say anymore for fear of a lightning bolt striking me upon the noggin. So, we have had quite a lot of KLF and Justified and Ancients and K2 Plant Hire related stuff on the Quietus. We had the um, Strange World of, and we also have a piece coming about the burning of a million quid. Um, I spent three days in the company of Bill Drummond about two or three years ago exploring his kind of processes as an artist, you know, going with him when he was uh, sweeping the streets, going with him when he was doing graffiti, when he was defacing a UKIP billboard, uh, when he was uh, handing out flowers like bunches of daffodils in Birmingham. And uh, that feature is, and that culminated with him making me take all my clothes off in front of a a bunch of strangers in an art gallery in Birmingham and if you want to read that feature which I think to be honest that kind of thing will probably shed more light on what's going to happen later on in the year than listening to old KLF records I, th- I, I think, think so yeah. yeah I think this the people think oh KLF back there's going to be a big pop conference not going to happen it's not going to be like that no. is it but I think one thing you can say is I think whatever you guess at and whatever we guess at it'll be wrong Completely and it'll be wrong. something more more interesting I think yeah Right, next up, going back to the list of 100 favourite albums of 2017 thus far, this is British Sea Power and What You're Doing. British Sea Power, what you're doing from their album that I didn't like when I first heard it, but I love it now. Let the dancers inherit the party. Um, now, that song, um, 
Let the, <laughs> let the dancers inherit what? The party. Oh, I thought you said panties. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants an inherited panty. Oh, dear. Uh, anyway, so, yes, uh, that one, my uh, for, for my girlfriend, Milen. I, mean, I don't normally do dedications. Oh, well, but, that's uh, very nice. I'm going to dedicate that to Milen, even though she said on the Facebook live viewing, stop twiddling your hair, because I have this nervous habit of twiddling my hair. I was doing on the Facebook live camera. John. Oh, hang like on, listen. I know they totally forgot. We're what? talking about uh, dedications. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to dedicate this entire show to my niece, Olivia, who apparently is our biggest fan in Tasmania. Oh, down amazing. Under. And she listens to all of our shows and dances around to them and really loves the music. So, How old's your niece? Uh, oh, God, why do you have to ask me that <laughs> on her? <laughs> She's a year younger than... John, so that makes uh, either four or five. Uh, hello to Olivia. I hope you're well. And hello to your mum and dad and your brother as well. So, yeah, so Milen was saying I've been twiddling my hair on the camera. Now, John, you, you're looking very sharp today. Where could I perhaps go to stop my hair twiddling? Of course, as always, Barry the Barber, my main man. Uh, 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 absolutely fantastic barbers. But being priced out of Brick Lane at the moment. You can go and get your haircut by him down, uh, I think it's Cheshire Street, just off uh, uh, Brick Lane. But being forced out by the unstoppable peristaltic wave of gentrification in London, he's now decided to set up shop on a canal boat. A canal boat? Yeah, he's going to be... I don't know if he's going to be... I, I, think, I think it would be wrong of us to claim that he's going to be London's first ever floating barbers. I'm guessing there have been others before. But it's making me think we should maybe go and see him and do a show from his uh, a boat. A show from his boat. And I imagine... As we get our haircuts. From the show boat. Uh, CPOW could probably... They'd quite like to get a haircut on Barry the Barbers. You've got the right sort of cut. Um, so, yeah. Uh, actually, I, I'd, I'd feel like I'm be- betraying Tom the Mod if I go and get my haircut oh, with Barry the Barber. Yeah, so, yeah. Barber, so I'm going to stick with Tom Mods the Mod. Mods are no good at sea, are they? No, they're not. They're not into <laughs> no, but you just, look at, you just look at them and you think landlubbers. And you look at like people who are into heavy metal and you think, they'll be sound at sea. If there was some kind of pirate invasion and you had a load of people who are into Electric Wizard, you'd be sorted. Imagine if you were on a ferry and a load of pirates came on and all your mates were mods. You'd be fucked, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but quite good on an aeroplane. Yeah, there is that. There I is that. Yeah, mo- yeah, mods yeah. are aviators, aren't yeah. they, really? You could, you could trust a mod to jerry-build a parachute out of uh, a load of fancy Italian jackets. It'd be something. weeping as he did it, but yeah, yeah. He would, they would, yeah. there would be a nice parachute at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. we've nearly come to the end of this Quiet a Sour special devoted to our Alms of the Year so far. Uh, thank you for listening uh, on Facebook Live. Uh, you might want to now go and listen to the proper version on Mixcloud or go to iTunes and download the Quiet a Sour, subscribe to it. And what do they do, John? They give us a score. What score? Uh, usually five out of five. You go for six out of five. I don't know if they've introduced that option yet, but five out of five will do. I think there's big meetings at iTunes HQ saying the quiet sound is so good, we need to bring in six as a, a category. Standard, standardized <laughs> six. Yeah. yeah, I think they need to do that. So we've nearly finished. Uh, we, we, we say thank you to Seb, but now we're giving Seb, Seb White his new, uh, his new feature, which I think we're really in a one of, uh, called the White Stuff, where Seb gives us his white stuff and uh, demands that we play a song because he so often dislikes our song. So, Seb, I'm ready to take your white stuff. What is it this week? Well, I was reading... Oh, my God. I was reading the Top 100 so far, and it inspires me to look back to the uh, top albums 
2016. Oh my god. Do you know like do you know like do you know that film Akira where he turns into a giant brain and destroys everyone with sonic rays at the end? Well, I'm not suggesting that's what Seb's like, but So anyway, <laughs> number 15 piqued my interest. It was Skepta. So I picked that's not me. It's not from this year, but I don't care. It's my choice. Right. <laughs> there we go. So Brilliant. Thank you, Seb, for the white yeah, stuff. Thank you for that. And uh, thank you, John. Thank you, Luke. And thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back soon. Nah, nah, that's not me. Act like a waste man, that's not me. Sex any girl, nah, that's not me. Lips any girl, nah, that's not me. Yeah, I used to wear Gucci, I put it all in the bin, cause that's not me. True, I used to look like you, but dressing like a mess, nah, that's not me. It's the return of the Mac, I'm still alive just like Tupac. Girls in the front row, girls in the back. Spit one lyric, everybody's like, bruh. Flashback to the cold nights in the chat, now I'm in a new whip, counting a big stack. Yellow gold chain and the diamonds are black. Jack me, nah, you don't wanna do that. Anytime you see me wearing a glove, Wait, but I know I ain't come here to fight like Jet Li Spray this till the clip is empty I know you get what I'm saying, you get me Love for the G's and the N's But we don't love no girls in the ends. Last time I fell in love with a skep But trust me, I will never do that again Nah, that's not me Act like a waste man, that's not me Sex any girl, nah, that's not me Lips any girl, nah, that's not me Yeah, I used to wear LV Put it all in the bin, cause that's not me True, I used to look like you But dressing like a mess, nah, that's not me See me, I come from the roads Bricks wanna try and put Skepta on hold But no, bad Boy, I've been one of those Wake up cool, you will get one of those One to the eyeball, one to the nose I don't really care about your postcode Take your girl, no dinner, no rolls Two minutes in my bedroom, no clothes Girls everywhere, girls in the club Looking at me trying to make a black man blush Girls on the high street, girls on the bus But these niggas wanna hang around us, that's us I don't wanna see a stone island cars Man talk shit, I just smile and flush I'm looking for a girl with the X factor But I don't judge like Simon does Thank God that's over. Time to put the poof back in its dusty slot. You were enduring the Quietest Hour podcast, and if you're a real glutton for punishment, you can listen to the entire programme featuring all the music via our website at thequietest.com forward slash radio. If you'd like to support what we do, there is a support button on the front page of the website uh, where you can make donations and help us carry on our uh, fantastic work. Or you can just pay us to stop. <laughs>